Hello and welcome. You are listening to Stuff You Should Know About Therapy. We are the number one podcast for seekers of mental health. We offer roughly quarter hour bites of therapy that you can finish in one sitting and take with you for the rest of the day. My name is Matthew and I'm a marriage and family therapist as well as a certified family life educator. The most valuable thing in our lives is attention. And I thank you for giving me yours for this podcast. I hope it serves you well. Let's get in to today's episode. Today, I want to direct your attention to the developing topic of sex and helpful ways to challenge thinking around it and how to have it be a healthy part of our lives. Sex and love are completely different things. We can't deny that a lot of us have the idea in our heads that we shouldn't have sex without love. Is that just romantic and old-fashioned? Or is there any validity to that? Let's explore the concepts. Yes. Sex can be done without love. Every animal besides humans presumably do it all the time. But we have uniquely human concerns. We may not be monogamous creatures biologically, but we are also not flight animals. And that doesn't stop us from flying all over the world. Humans have a tendency to pair off for long periods of time. We also have a rich social and moral capability that intertwines our lives. My personal view of love is a transcendent view. I believe love is beyond certain biological or scientific concerns. Believing that benefits my life and gives weight to selflessness, which I think is the most important part of life. Of course, we can be selfish beings, but believing in something bigger than ourselves allows us to trust that the good we do will come back to us. In fact, the best way to live a good life full of richness is to not try to maximize that selfishly in every moment. Life is a bit of a paradox that way. We are better to just let go, trust, and help others because we believe it to be a good and right and loving thing to do. We are short-sighted apes that need long-term values to prevent our lives from falling apart into selfish chaos. That's what religion is for. 
That's what spirituality is for. And that's also what marriage is for on the level of couples. You can choose to believe that or not. And that's not my place to judge. However, if your goal in life is to have a stable, transcendent, and loving relationship, then we need to get clear with ourselves. If we don't have that now, what limiting and likely selfish beliefs are we holding on to? A common one may sound something like this. I'm not enough, so I need to get someone to sleep with me to make me feel like I'm enough. Or, I'm not enough, so I need to pretend to be until I get someone to marry me and make me enough. I won't show my full self just yet until they are stuck with me. Isn't it easy to see why divorce is so common? The thing about these selfish beliefs is that we are not bad for having them. We are simply afraid. Afraid of not being enough. Most of this comes from childhood. This is the goal of spirituality and even therapy. We are working to let go of the fear that we need to grab and hang on because the world won't give us what we need. Paradoxically, once we let go of everything, we can finally have anything. That's love. Now back to sex. We, as a species, have a drive to reproduce. This act, as a side effect, bonds us into family groups. Great. But is there anything wrong with meaningless sex? Maybe not. But we train ourselves with every act that we do. If we allow ourselves to think that it is no big deal to throw around sexual energy, we train ourselves into letting our love spill out everywhere. If our goal is to have a wonderful, long-term relationship, it is easy to see how this behavior might make that difficult. All we are doing by choosing monogamy is making a decision, a decision to channel all of our love and attention to one person 
so that we can reap the enormous benefits of that bond and those levels of trust and intimacy. What benefits are you getting from that one night stand a few months back? Probably none. That's okay. But we need to understand what's at stake. Not some arbitrary rules. They are actually useful rules. As I mentioned previously, we may not be biologically monogamous creatures, but we are also not flight animals. Most people benefit from only linking love and sex because most people want to have those long-term bonds of trust. It is truly one of the best parts of life in my personal experience. Any feelings of guilt after sex are an indication of an internal disunity. As I mentioned, it is important to understand our own goals. And when we have some goals, and we consistently act against them, it produces the feeling of guilt. Guilt is the feeling that we did the wrong action, while shame is the feeling that we are bad people. Guilt can show us the errors of our way. Shame, on the other hand, is only harmful. Let go of shame and instead listen to that tug of guilt because it is truly trying to show us something very important that is missing in our goals and in our happiness. So, what does the bond between love and sex look like? The answer to that question is simple. It's up to you. I want to thank you so much for listening today. Where we put our attention is what our lives are made of. And I thank you for letting me be a part of your life today. If any of this was helpful to you, please share it with someone you love. If you have a moment, please leave a review. Anything you can write down about the podcast would mean the world to me. I don't know about you, but I always check the reviews before I start 
a new podcast. So if you think someone would like this, please help them out by writing a review. I thank you from the bottom of my heart, and I hope you take something from this episode and it makes your life a little brighter.